This is a HeadGum Podcast. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Hailing from Lafayette, Louisiana, definitely singer, kind of songwriter for sure, Christian Lauren Daigle released her debut album, How Can It Be? in 2015, inspiring chart analysts to ask the same question when it sold a mind-boggling one million copies. After the requisite Christmas album in 2016, Miss Daigle, who, fun fact, is named after an involuntary Jerry Lewis noise, released 2018's Look Up Child, and again, the numbers were staggering. This is from Stereo Gum. The album sold 115,000 equivalent album units, 103,000 in traditional sales, the biggest debut for a Christian album since Casting Crowns in 2009. For context, her first week numbers beat Lord's Melodrama and Halsey's Hopeless Fountain Kingdom and fall just short of Kesha and Camila Cabello's recent albums, all of which debuted at number one. So who is this artist? Is she the 2018 heir to the Amy Grant throne we need or the college ministry worship leader we probably deserve? Or something else. We listened to Lauren Daigle's album, Look Up Child, and we're going to talk about it today on Good Christian Fun. Hey. Oh. Hey. Hey. Oh. Ah! <laughs> Losers, in other words. Well, ooh, a new... Welcome to Good Christian Fun. I'm Kevin. Our poor guest. I'm Caroline. (laughs) She did not look happy. Weird. I have some good Christian fun. Well, I won't say she looks terrified. No. She looks interested in being terrified. (laughs) Sure, sure. Uh... The the baffling theme song aside, what is Good Christian Fun, Caroline? Good Christian Fun is where Kevin works out his musical experimental band, I mm-hmm. guess. Yeah, it starts with like straight across the plate, just like, oh, he's it's kind of a shitty weird owl. And it sure. gets into like, this is just industrial noise at this point. <laughs> it's a pop culture collage of nothingness. A rock experiment. Mm-hmm. Uh, but beyond that, it's also where we talk about Christian pop culture every week. Uh, we talk about new musicians, the movies, whatever the Christians are up to these days. The speakers, the sneakers, the little tweakers, sometimes the TV shows, sometimes the video series for children, sometimes mm-hmm. not for children. Kevin and I are Christians, but we're not going to shove it down your throat or tell you to go to church or anything. But if you are a Christian, that's all right, too. And if you're a Christian, we're not here to take it out of your throat, either. That's right. Keep it in there. <laughs> Keep it in. Oh, my God. <laughs> what? <laughs> we're not shoving. We're not taking out. We're just staying. So we got to, we got, should we do this? special segment oh yeah yeah this is a special segment we do from time to time where we make our guests watch us talk more than we ought with a little something we call kevin and caroline Caroline. store up your treasures kevin caroline that's when we go through fan mail and fan gifts and we shout them out this week caroline what do we have we have an incredible piece of embroidery done by Kate Hilbert. Thank you, Kate. Thank you, Kate. Um, on it, there's a nasty little P 
piece of poo, and then there's a sweet little frog puppet, and it says, Two Christian Bullies, Proverbs 69. <laughs> it's pretty. I don't know if you could sum up the show better than this. <laughs> it's, uh, it's about right, the mess. Um, and in it, she uh, she wrote on a card, Challenge Accepted. <laughs> <laughs> I would love if someone gave this as a gift out of context to like a relative <laughs> one year. Like if Kate uploaded oh, the cross-stitch pattern you. online for other people to do, and, and someone's grandma's like, well, it's nice. It, it feels like something you would make. Yeah. Um, but I, I actually really love it, and I can't wait to display it in my home amongst my art. Yes, and what a beautiful expression of the dichotomy between me and you. A sincere, <laughs> I'm a, I think that's pretty clear. And I'm a piece of shit. Yeah. And that's been a little segment we call... <laughs> Kevin and Caroline. Thanks, Kate. Thanks, Kate. And the topic for today is Lauren Daigle. Lauren Daigle. Daigle. Lauren Daigle is a recording artist. Had you heard of her before I said, let's talk about her? No. You had never heard of her? Actually, well, I did because I think you brought her to my attention a few weeks ago when she like debuted on Billboard's Top 10 or something. Um, But beyond that, I didn't know her. Yeah, I I sent Caroline an alert anytime one of... One of ours kind of gets on <laughs> Billboard's top ten. <laughs> Chris Pratt. Yeah, that's right. Lauren Dale. He's a Christian, but he loves poo jokes, too. <laughs> I love that. Uh, but we got a very special guest to do the show with us today. Someone who declared herself a Lauren Daigle stan and begged to come talk to <laughs> us about her on the show. Lifetime fan. <laughs> Lifetime fan. Going to bring all of her expertise. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, uh, she is a hilarious, wonderful writer and comedian. And you may know her from her podcast, Punch Up the Jam. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Mia Alfredo. Wow. That feels like a musical orgasm. <laughs> You're Welcome. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you should hear. It's a musical <laughs> orgasm. Think of Amy Grant every time you hear this song. Miel, thank you so much for joining thank us on the show. Thank you for having me. I would like to uh, rectify. I do not know who this artist is. Oh, <laughs> have that's never not, known. That is not what your manager said. Yeah. Oh no, You're a liar. I'm so oh, sorry. I'll boy. tell her. <laughs> that's okay. You don't have to be an expert. No, Good. none o- of us are. Horse expert. <laughs> None oh. of us are. Okay. No. I shouldn't have assumed that. I'm not a sex expert. I'll say that. Yeah, speak for yourself. Okay. We could talk about that. I mean, it might be a little more knowledgeable. Yeah, you know, <laughs> we could pivot this podcast into something so else. So we pivot from Daigle to... To sex, I guess. Eating bagel. <laughs> Is that what you call it? Going from Daigle to yeah. eating bagel. I was going to say from Daigle to Dingle. Nice. Ew. What? No, she's into butt stuff, I think is what she's saying. <laughs> Eating bagel is butt stuff? I don't know. What else would Yeah, be? didn't you know? Check the timer. It's taken us less than 10 minutes to get Sorry, to butt stuff everyone. on You're the welcome. Yes, thank you, oh, Miel. A new record. Oh, boy. Miel, thank you so much for joining us on this show. Thanks for having me. I'm sorry in advance. For? Just pissing off all of your fans. <laughs> Wait, okay. You're fine. I do want to ask, because yeah. I think we can ask you, mm-hmm. what do you imagine the audience uh, of this show to be? Oh, yeah. Okay, my guess is like super chill, like nice, non-oppressive, like gay-friendly Christian folks. 
Oh, I hope so. Hey, I think some of them are. <laughs> that's my guess. A good amount of them are. Oh, Am I absolutely. wrong? No, I think you're right. I think that's good. I yeah. think a lot of them aren't Christian, though, or would describe no. themselves as agnostic atheists. Yeah. Right, right. We haven't what? done the Twitter poll to see where people fall because it felt a little uh, <laughs> fascist to, <laughs> to make people declare their religion yeah. in a public space. What is this space. for? <laughs> Wait till the census comes around. Do I think it's 60-40? If I had to guess, I think it's a 60-40 split. Sure. Wow. Yeah. If 60- Miel's wrong, you can go ahead and sound off on her Twitter and uh, <laughs> at M I E L. Yeah, fight me, <laughs> fight me. So all that to be said to say you ain't gonna piss no one off. I almost had to sneeze. I'm so sorry. Oh. <laughs> it came and went. Miel, what is your testimony? What's your background history, if any at all, with faith or church stuff or religious stuff? Okay, I had to text my mom because I don't know the name. Oh, of, of where you grew sect. up going to? Okay. Well, no. Okay, so me personally, completely secular. Never <gasps> have been to church. Born secular, like Jenny Lewis. Wow. My mom's father was a... Okay, which one is the religion? Protestant or Episcopalian? Protestant is the bigger denomination. Episcopalian is the sub-denomination. Yeah. Oh, it's like a Pokemon? Yeah, Protestant's the top, Episcopalian's the bottom. Yeah, okay. <laughs> like, imagine, like, religion, Christianity, Protestant... Episcopalian. Okay. Charizard. <laughs> right. Okay. The evolution. <laughs> so she grew up, um, her dad, oh, I'm going to get this wrong. Pastor? No. What is it called in that sure. religion? Probably. They have a different, like, I don't know. If pastor, it's like preacher. Something. Pastor, yeah. priest. The guy who ran the thing. Yeah. <laughs> CEO. We'll call him head pastor. Head pastor. Yes. The boss of the church. Yeah. He uh, was not a great dude for the most part. And um, my mom grew up in that household super religious and bounce as fast as she could. Mm-hmm. My dad didn't grow up with a lot of religion either. And I grew up in a super remote community. So I just grew up with those two super. I mean, my mom's more pagan now than anything else, but not, not a great vibe for organized religion. And then my dad specifically pagan. I mean, kind of. Yeah. Oh, not just like, she doesn't practice. I don't care. Okay. Oh, but okay. she like, what would pagan look like? Gosh, I couldn't tell you. I know like back in the day it was like solstice and, I think maybe Stonehenge. Okay, <laughs> you're wrong about that. Spinal tap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now, like, I'm just mean Way to say, she day. makes, like, a lot of shrines. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Like, in the woods. Ooh. That kind of stuff. Okay. <laughs> like, like Blair Witch? You're lighting a lot of candles, like, a lot of, like, chanting. Like, mm-hmm. just, like very spiritual, but not religious, if that makes sense. Yeah. Spiritual to, yeah, different. Yeah, like, the word God is not said in my house. Like, there's a spiritual realm, but there's no, like, deity running no, no. necessarily or something like that. Yeah, and I almost think that might be like the deity thing might be antithetical to the whole practice because it's almost it's almost like there there is nothing and that's why it matters so much to be kind and hmm. respectful and appreciative you know what i mean because it's kind of up to us yeah to make sure we because if right. this is all there is right then the stakes couldn't be higher exactly to be kinder now. Yeah. yeah yeah did you like did you do any of that with your mom growing up or like did you connect with that at all yeah, well, he was raised in the woods in the middle of nowhere. Really? <laughs> yeah. Like Nell? <laughs> <laughs> like Nell, yeah. It's just Miel, right? <laughs> Miel, Miel. Wait, with like no neighbors nearby really, No, like or anything? 40 acres of just like woods Whoa, okay. on a mountain. Yeah, and like homeschooled for a while. So like I was pretty in tune with nature from a young age. Like mm-hmm. that's kind of where I was raised, honestly. This is an island in Washington, right? Mm-hmm, okay. yeah, it's like... Um, the San Juan Islands, they're right across from like Victoria and BC and Vancouver. Okay. Like you can see them on the water. 
Um, but they're pretty, well, they're popular now. Oprah just bought a house there, which is kind of crazy. Hey, that must be validating. It's horrible. I'm like, please don't, please don't make this like a expensive place. Like, this isn't what <laughs> yeah. I want. Metropolis for <laughs> Oprah. Oh, acolytes. yeah. The Oprah effect. I'm sure that <laughs> yeah. would raise real estate. Right? Oh. And like, I wouldn't mind Santa having Barbara. some property there or something. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yeah. So like being in nature has always been kind of like, I guess, my church. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that's, that's not lame. Yeah. It sounded so lame. The second that's I said lame. it. <laughs> no, I get that. Yeah. No. And in fact, I think uh, if you study Christianity, so much of nature is held as evidence of God Absolutely. because nature yeah. is so like, it's so undeniably awe-inspiring. Uh-huh. It just kind of depends on which direction you pitch that awe right, to. Right, because it can go either way. Yeah. <laughs> sure, sure. That like just nature itself, it's something where there must be something making the nature right, and yeah. all that. Yeah, and that, it's trying to communicate to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's something you heard, you heard a lot growing up in, in Christian circles is like, oh, I guess there's no God uh, said the sunset to the earth or like... <laughs> I guess nothing I, made that sunset. Okay, I, it's fine, but like I can't tell you how many times I've heard someone describe sunsets as God's painting. Oh wow, that's really well. That funny. was Thomas Kincaid. That was a special situation. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's it is beautiful, <laughs> but it does kind of be like, are you guys all having a conference? Right. Like, uh, <laughs> Who's this for? <laughs> but anyway, but nature is truly beautiful, and I think truly divine for a lot of people. I'm so glad we wrong. Finally wrong said that. it. Staunchly pro nature. Yeah. <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> sorry. This guys. podcast. Is, we're a pro nature podcast people off we love the earth i think it's pretty yeah (laughs) controversial opinion nature is good (laughs) so you kind of grew up running around the woods like Mm -hmm. maybe mom's making a shrine not (laughs) your problem yeah yeah the people i knew that were religious um not for me yeah no yeah got a pretty strong distaste for religion pretty early you had Um, negative experiences with those people mm -hmm. was there certain events in particular was just like your personality um yeah i vaguely remember my dad um engineering a record for like a local guy that was like super religious and Mm -hmm. you want to make like a god album Mm -hmm. and the guy was this old dude and i guess he invited us to his christmas party and i went as like a little girl and like I wish I could remember the specifics, but something creepy happened there. Mm. Like, I think he made me sit on his lap or something. Oh, yeah. Ew. And everyone, like, we all they, like made us pray. And I was like, wait, I'm not religious. Yeah. Don't make me do this. Not even close. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, religious relatives sent me a cross necklace when mm. I was, like, six and too young to understand what that meant. And my parents were like, not religious so it felt kind of i don't know disrespectful to yeah. be like forcing it Trying on a child it in there. Uh-huh. yeah especially before they know what it is through trinkets <laughs> yeah. well i mean i was like oh pretty like yeah. i thought it was a tea <laughs> i was like tea for i'm terrific they love me <laughs> yeah. yeah i wore for a no, while this was a torture item <laughs> oh no <laughs> it was a trick baby <laughs> it was a trick um my sister came home one day and told me um i know something you don't know She's probably seven. I was probably five. And I was like, okay, what? She's like, I know what God is. And I was like, oh. what is God? And she was like, oh, um. God is a woman. <laughs> God is a woman. That is exactly what went through my head. And she wrote Ariana Grande's hit single. Wow. Whoa. She was like, God invented everything. And I was oh. like, no way. <laughs> she was like, yeah, he like lives in the clouds. And he's like super nice. And he invented everything. And I was like, okay, well, did he invent my keyboard? She's like, uh-huh. And I was like, well, it says made in China, so got you, bitch. Oh, no, he didn't. Dang. You trapped your sister in a logic trap. <laughs> logic wars. Whoa. <laughs> Just Is have... God Chinese? Well, <laughs> right. <laughs> you don't answer that question. I know. <laughs> so, yeah, I was pretty skeptical early on. And um, I learned more about it later. I read that book, um, The Year of Living Biblically. Did you guys read that? Yes. AJ Jacobs? Yeah. Yeah. About, yeah. I didn't read it, but it was a, it was a smash hit. 
It was, yeah. And the that, TV show? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, I don't know. I, I read a lot about religion and stuff growing up. For a while, I thought I was going to be a Buddhist. And then I was like, oh, you can't like acknowledge depression being a real thing. Cause Buddhism doesn't? Well, like the whole philosophy is that like it, you can change your state, right? But if you have mm-hmm. like chemical depression <laughs> like that's kind of yeah. a slap in the face a bit oh, that's no. interesting because i think there's unfortunate parallels to that in christianity too oh it's really like yeah where it's like I, I think it's gotten better but for a long time certain people were like well if you have sadness you have depression like you need to pray or maybe there's a sin in your life you're not oh, acknowledging geez. or maybe you're not just trusting god and like this is just a valley and like a lot of really like condescending that's the word I'm mm-hmm. for. yeah kind of comments like that so dismissive yeah yeah it yeah. hurts mm-hmm. um but yeah there's been a couple events that i'm just like that our high school volleyball coach only played the girls that went to his church yeah and oh, it was weird. like oh come on yeah that sucks. so i dropped out <laughs> wait what position were you oh uh, stutter whoa okay qb of the volleyball team sorry bro (laughs) guys i kind of feel like a net right now between two players right here (laughs) tossing Uh, the ball to each other um by the way have you tried playing recently because it freaking hurts it's the last time you played when we played labor day last year and we were all hustling and it was a lot. Yeah, and you get, I get so out of breath right away. Yeah. It's not a sport for people over 20 years old. <laughs> no. Especially in the sand. Sand is oh, very hard. Never. I'm not a masochist. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, so um, now I'm just, I've been an atheist probably for as long as I can remember. You were telling me a couple weeks ago about an experience you had going to a church. Where, oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Do you want to recount that? Yeah. So the only time I have actually been to church was for baccalaureate which was like the community's um, like church send off to the high school graduating class. Oh, okay. And I thought it was just disrespectful not to go. So I went and I've never been and I didn't know that I guess you don't um, clap when people what? perform songs. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, was it like worship time, like communal, like everyone was singing along? No, it was like a single guy that just like loves to sing was like, hey, I'm gonna perform the song I wrote for the class and gets up with his guitar. Oh, original. And yeah, and like a wow. mic around his ear, like in sync. Like Toby oh. Keith. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Uh, Just in case points. he needed to move. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then sang a song and uh, I stood up and clapped because I thought that'd be supportive and everyone mad dogged me. <laughs> <laughs> that is weird. That is, that doesn't make sense to me. Not a clap in church, I guess. I've clapped in church so many times. Now, if it was like pomp and circumstance and you were like, da, 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 no, he was like, I don't know, a lot about God being great and good. God you know, is great and God is good. You <laughs> yeah. might find that that's a lot of songs. <laughs> <laughs> I remember feeling really betrayed by artists I briefly liked in high school when they found that they were Christian groups. Oh, really? Really? Mm-hmm. Like like who? Who did Reliant a switcheroo K. on you? I didn't know at oh, first. that's right. And Creed. I didn't know at Creed, first. Yeah. Creed, I, I'm i still skeptical when when people say Creed is a Christian band. Are they I'm not? Like, really? Are they no, the they kind are. of guys that are like, we're Christians who happen to have a band. We're not a Christian band. Yeah, that's oh, that's a real popular okay. pivot move. And I think Reliant K would put themselves in that. Like, we're not a Christian band. We're Christians who are in a band. Yeah. <laughs> Which I don't mind. I'm like, fine. It's fine, but it's yeah. starting to fa- sound more like PR than like a... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is it a, d- a damaging thing to be a Christian artist? Uh, it depends on what you're going for and what your goals are. Well, I young think. forest children turn against you immediately, <laughs> so that's too bad. The nails of the world don't understand. <laughs> they just start nibbling at your toes. <laughs> well, you could imagine, like, 
you know, let's say <laughs> Justin Bieber. You love Justin Bieber. What if you found he's all about God? It can be kind of a turnoff of being like, oh, so are you being disingenuous when you're singing sexy songs? Or now are you going to huh. try to give a certain dogma to me? Like, I don't know. So I feel like for some bands, and also it's like this, uh, this new standard because when you're a Christian band, you're held to the accountability of all the Christians who are now oh. watching you. And making yeah. sure your lyrics are what they want to hear and right. stuff like that. Instead of you just being like, I want to sing about coffee today or whatever. <laughs> you know, it doesn't have to all be about God. And so. Are there any like super liberal, like, um, I mean, like sexually liberated, like Christian artists? I don't think sexually, probably like politically. Derek Webb, I would put in that category. In a sexual use- category? Uh, maybe. Like definitely politically. sexy songs, but they're about also. Sex. I mean, I guess like Selena Ooh. Gomez and Justin Bieber, because they are Pretty they're Christian. openly Christian, yeah. yeah. So I don't know. There was a there was an item like a year ago that was circulating that was like Selena's next album is going to be a worship. Oh album. yeah, I saw what? that. So waiting on it. Can't keep the Lord to myself. <laughs> oh my god, it's about her evangelizing things <laughs> like that. But yeah, it's a different. I think I think there's such a loyalty that can happen in Christian audiences, but then there's a whole different matrix of rules and standards that are oh, applied to you. Yeah, if and you're like, with a Christian like label. They don't want you singing maybe about certain things, mm-hmm. and so I mean, a lot of music is like that. Like there's certain things maybe you're not supposed right. to say or whatever. Stay within your genre, sure. But with Christianity, I'm sure you can imagine. It's a web. Mm-hmm. I think the ideal is just like a Sufjan, mm-hmm. where I don't know anybody that doesn't like Sufjan. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. The super conservative evangelicals can be like, yeah, to be alone with you. He's a Christian. Right. I heard that on the OC. And then way on the other side, you can be like, yeah, he's like the anthem for gay America now and friggin' <laughs> call me by your name yeah. and checking text while you masturbated yeah. song and all that stuff. So Whoa. so he's like someone who can straddle. So both. it exists. It does exist. Yeah. Yes, it we does have Sufjan. We have a Sufjan. Right, yeah. but you... I guess he is sexually liberated. But yeah. I'm sure he's probably gets a bunch of criticism of like, he's not really Christian or he's not really a Christian artist or something like that too. Yeah, probably. I wonder or what that's like. Attuned. Yeah, yeah if, you, uh, if you have any sexually liberated Christian artists you want to send our way, email us, <laughs> goodchristianfun at gmail.com and make the subject line super sexually explicit. <laughs> <laughs> For like, example, eating bagel. <laughs> You're creating your own nightmare right now. Yeah, no, no, no. That's for sure. That's like, for make sure. us want to delete it before we even read it, but we will. <laughs> yeah, but that's, uh, yeah. Christian music is complicated. I don't know. I, I think Sufjan's like the ideal, but as far as like your faith or whatever your worldview is like forming. Yeah, 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 because he doesn't piss anyone off that I know of. People just ignore whatever parts they want to, I think. Because like, do you like Sufjan stuff? Yeah, but I will say when I first like noticed the God themes, this was probably in like 2006 or something, mm-hmm. it w- wasn't known information if he was Christian yet or not. Mm-hmm. And so I assumed so that I could continue liking the music that it was like kind of satirical. Uh, oh, that he was like, just <laughs> kidding. <laughs> yeah, like because I, I was so staunchly he went anti. went up on a tree. <laughs> yeah, like, he's just making a joke. <laughs> he's playing a character. It's so funny because like we did the opposite where I'm like, right, right. Maybe Rufus Wainwright isn't gay and he's saved oh, and I don't so know. <laughs> funny. So to like de-Christianify, oh, that's hilarious. So you're staunch atheist. Yeah. Ride or die. Yeah. What do you feel like is your overriding worldview or philosophy about how to live life if you had to boil it down okay um atheists don't have any <laughs> yeah this is a trap <laughs> do you guys know ricky gervais he's my idol oh, <laughs> oh imagine <no. laughs> imagine 
No, it's actually, it's always like uh, worrisome to say you're an atheist. I actually would almost say more so than coming out as like a Christian because the only figurehead we have is Ricky Gervais. And oh, I, I think there's some kind atheists out there. Uh, like Bill Maher, right? One. Love him. Oh, there's TJ Miller. Oh my God. <laughs> like you're naming my nightmare people. You know what? I, I really loved R.I.P., and he was a dick sometimes, but I loved Christopher Hitchens. He was a Don't fun atheist. There's, uh, there's probably dozens we're not thinking about that. Yeah, like probably cool, true. Nice atheists. But for yeah. some reason, Ricky Gervais and Bill Maher are like the figureheads of the movement, and I want nothing to do with them. Yeah, I feel like atheism got a weird rap of being kind of like the redditor weird right. douche guy position to have. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. like sometimes you'll see on the side of the freeway, like this portion of the freeway is sponsored by atheists, and I'm almost like, <laughs> it's so Funny. silly that atheism's even a word. Like, the <laughs> lack thereof. I know, just the lack of faith in <laughs> has to have right well this is something we can both groups can relate on we don't like being associated with the ugliest figureheads of the movement we don't like being associated with a jerry falwell you don't don't love being associated with a dawkins or people of that (laughs) so for me i think it comes down to i do believe that this is all completely random and that for that very reason we're all so incredibly lucky to exist just because like how many tiny things had to happen for us specifically to get to be born. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, if you trace that back scientifically, it's, I don't even know millions, billions of tiny things that Mm -hmm. had to exactly happen as they did. And so to me, it's like, well then being alive is such a gift and to waste that is such, I mean, it doesn't ultimately matter except jokes on me. You know, Mm -hmm. I have this like one opportunity and I'm going to burn it by like, I don't know, being bitter or, not living my life in the way I want to or not kind or yeah yeah right yeah so for me it's just like trying to enjoy things and then maybe sometimes like edging on nihilism a little but yeah <laughs> well, I know you're into part. edging I've heard <laughs> stop saying that what? no that's her thing that's her thing on the podcast <laughs> I don't know how it became my thing it truly <laughs> is it yes. really yeah. I'm not making a joke oh. yeah you gotta play the I'm on the edge <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had that queued up oh, I'll drop it in so yeah and I just feel like being kind and um, trying to do what I can while I'm here it's kind of my motto. Yeah. So it's almost a chaos that leads you to gratitude and kindness rather than nihilism. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, it kind of has to be because otherwise, like, you're going to drive yourself insane. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. For me, too, I've always felt a strong kinship to animals. I went vegetarian when I was two. At <laughs> two? Yeah. What made you decide to be one at two? Um, I was eating a hamburger and I asked my dad what it was and he just told me. It's and he cow. gave it the cow a name. And, you know, well, no, no, he was like, it's a cow. And I was like, how? And he's like, they killed it. It's and your then brother, they ground Henry it Cow. <laughs> oh. My brother's name is Henry. <laughs> Wait, that really? That is crazy. <laughs> yeah. Both my grandpas are named Henry. What? With a Y or an I? With a Y. Oh, are yours Henri? My brother's Henri. Oh, okay. You French people. <laughs> that's such a cute name, though. Um, I'm, I'm of French descent as well. Oh my God. So maybe that's why there's so many Henrys and I have a Genevieve <gasps> sister. A Genevieve? I feel Jean-Vieve. like a net between two And my grandma's name is Emmy. Yeah. Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Porter. Your nationality is Texas, right? <laughs> All Texas. It's unfortunately, it's, it's named after Texas. a state. Texas floodwater. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'm sorry. That's insane. Wow. Shouts so out to the victims sorry. of Hurricane Harvey. Caroline has not kept you in her thoughts and prayers. <laughs> Oh no. So yes. Okay. I, so. I like that worldview. That feels nice. I feel like that's something I would adopt too of like it is radically special that we're here. Yeah. We get to enjoy each other. We get to love each other. And there's so many things like 
it's just great that we made it to today. You know? Right. And it's great a, that we made it to today. Yeah. And that's a lovely thought and something you can carry. The odds were against it in a lot the of ways. The odds were completely In every it. way. For yeah. most people on this earth who don't enjoy any part of their lives, for us to be able to enjoy any of it is great. Yeah, oh, yeah. That is cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, we're like, I mean, in a non-religious way, like truly blessed. <laughs> well, I mean, hashtag blessed you could for call sure. It a miracle. <laughs> And you should call it a miracle. <laughs> See, now you're freaking me out. <laughs> don't okay. don't get up Caroline and I are I getting closer Christian. and closer to me. Out. I think Did you're Christian. Christian do sacrifices? <laughs> <laughs> we cool. haven't for in a while. That. Yeah, thanks for sharing your story. Oh, sure. That's very special. Uh, let's take a little break and we'll be right back with more Good Christian Fun. <sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive. And start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax. The way car buying should be. Welcome back to Good Christian Fun. Let's go ahead and dive into the topic. Come on, let's go. Oh my God. <laughs> you have one for everything. Everything. You know, the guy who sang that, he's a Christian. Doesn't oh, he sound Now cool? I hate it. Don't you want to? <laughs> Wait, what? No, <laughs> she loved it before. She her opinion before you knew. Lauren Daigle. So uh, this album, Look Up Child, it came out September. So as of recording this, it came out last month. Mm-hmm. But the sales numbers are insane. And they're so big. I was like, I guess this is relevant enough to talk about on the show. Yeah, it's her following is truly bananas, and I feel like an old person, just not just totally off my radar. Didn't even notice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So she debuted super hundred and three album units sold, and hundred and thirteen album equivalents. But that's insane that anyone would buy that many albums these days of someone that we've never heard of. Wait, I'm sorry. Are you saying one hundred and three CDs? Three thousand. Did I not say thousand? One hundred CDs. <laughs> I think you said one hundred and three. Honestly, if someone sold a hundred CDs in twenty eighteen, it'd be pretty cool. That I was like, be pretty is that cool. where we're at? That's hundred. It's great. Wow. No, that'll That's be the ten. Way they it'll still be five years from now. Like in vinyl, there were five. <laughs> a whole five. That's eighteen cassette equivalents <laughs> and twenty eight tracks. Um, if you do the math. But yeah, I don't know. I don't have a scale for. Sale, like record I don't know sales at all, so I don't know if that's good, but I'm assuming it's great. I she would be number one, one if, if it wasn't for Paul McCartney's yeah. album coming out roughly the same yeah, time. Yeah, there. Um, what was the other data? I think you put this in your intro too, but she had bet she beat out like Kesha and Halsey. Uh, she beat out Lord and Halsey's first yes, albums. Lord. It was just under Kesha and yeah, someone else. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. Yeah, um, but anyway, pre- pretty well. For, and and I think I think it's only notable. Because the numbers can get boring. But I think it's notable in 2018 for someone that we've never heard of. Or I'd heard of her before. Mm-hmm. But someone who, like, we don't know her songs. Sure. Or, well, but I think even just someone who's, like, this openly Christian, not interested in doing a real crossover kind of deal, mm-hmm. is also this 
you know, but, I mean, we know that Christian music sells, but the fact that it like hit this hype was pretty mm-hmm. interesting. Correct me if I'm wrong. Isn't she from American Idol? Not, no. I don't, know, I don't believe so. No. I didn't oh. come across it in my research. Okay. I think you're thinking of Taylor Hicks. I thought I read that on her Wikipedia. You could be right. Oh, we might be dumb and didn't do our research and we're about to get schooled. (laughs) If you went four pages deep, then I'm definitely wrong. But I'm I'm just wondering if that's true. Then I wonder if... um, Um, That could be. If that has to do with why she debuted. I mean, how can it it be? be. (laughs) Yeah, she had a brief tenure on American Idol. Oh, you're right. Oh, I'm so sorry. sorry. It's okay. We're repenting. I kind of put her out there. I thought she was just getting run off from the Blade Runner 2049 soundtrack. Yeah, weird. She's on that. She's the only original new song on the Blade Runner 2049 soundtrack. I will for sure play it. This is a song. Running on Blades. Yeah, it's called Running on Blades by Lauren Daigle. For God, God is good. (laughs) I was chosen. This is called Almost Human. To be a victim without knowing. And Ryan Gosling does sing this at the end of the movie. (laughs) He lip syncs to this. The replicants dance behind him. Uh, (laughs) Very sexy song. (laughs) All I'm hiding. You bring it out I lose myself to your control When you touch me Lauren I'm almost human That's a good song um, Oh, the chords are boring <laughs> So the other thing notable Yes about her is I really liked this album. <laughs> like really enjoyed listening to Ooh. it. Which sometimes it's a you know, no hate, but it's a little bit of a chore for me. Yeah. And this one I was like, hey, I'll turn this on. Well, I mean walking around. This is a rare subject for us in that it's not um subject to our nostalgia because it's a month old. Right. Yeah. So there's no <laughs> not even a month sense of like retrograde. Yeah. Yeah. It's less than a month yeah, old. Yeah, maybe in a few years this would this would seem passe to me. But I, I like it and it's good. And um I think the third very notable thing is this girl sounds exactly like Adele. I Ugh. I couldn't imagine what you're talking about. <laughs> I couldn't imagine. Let's listen to it to I, see if Caroline's right maybe or wrong just about it. A little this. bit. I I don't I don't know if I connect with the idea. This is the lead title track. We'll listen to a little bit of it. Not a title track, just lead track. Still Rolling Stones. Out of the shadow. You had to say rolling in it. Yeah. This is the same exact structure of Rolling in the Deep. I don't, I don't see it, guys. Like, you definitely couldn't just go... Uh, Even the court, choir. There's a fire burning in my heart Reaching a fever pitch in the So, woof. Not for me. 
is not for me. What? She's rolling in the deep. This is, she's just such a hack, dude. This is exactly Adele production, Adele vocalizing. She's singing with a fake accent. Like, this is so frustrating. Wait, do you think it's an accent or an affectation? I think it's like a, a singing style affectation. Because right. she's very Southern when she speaks. Yeah, I she get that. She's like a real deep Southern Louisiana accent. But these are choices being uh, made in these pronunciations. Well, okay, and then there, uh, I don't know if you have this pulled up here, Kevin, but there is a quote where she addresses this very question. The Adele of it all? Yes. Um, give me one. Like, you could just change your production. Well, or the way you pronounce words. Here, here's what because the thing is, it wasn't like before this album, she didn't kind of remind people of Adele. But I will say, on her 2015 album, the production wasn't just like uh, Adele Kids Bop, right? Because that is what <laughs> it sounds Christian like. Kids Bop. Dang it, I don't have the quote, but she said something like, "The quote is: I remember when I heard Adele for the first time, I was like, wow, wait, this is someone who has a husky register." She says, reminiscing about her early days as an artist, it was something I could grab a hold of. And never let go. <laughs> so she Hold even so is like, make it just my own. Admitting that she's jacking Adele singing Speaking style. of A Star is Born, she Bradley Coopered her. Uh, yeah. I mean, and, and by comparison, so this is, I'll just play a little bit of the 2015 stuff. Like, this doesn't, it's more like worship album It doesn't sound like, whoa, is, is, is this Adele? Like, it just feels so, it feels musically distinct from like a 25 or a 21 knockoff. Sure, yeah. This is a totally different way of singing. Yeah, listen to her. Ashamed of what I've done. Oh my god. What I've been <laughs> Does she sing like this when she gets to the chorus though? Like does she do belty stuff? Uh she song? does belt a little bit. Yeah, Hold on, we'll get to it. You break my chains. You It's kind of that thing. You can hear it, but it's not as thick. Yeah. With two C's. <laughs> yeah, I feel like still Rolling Stones is the most Adele sound because otherwise, like the album gets into like there's a worship song, there's kind of a reggae song, there's kind of like a cute doo-wop-y song. There's a lot of well, interesting there, stuff. There's in also here. Uh, a lot of choir. There's also uh, her number one song on Spotify right now, "You Say," which is the single. Mm-hmm. This is the one that is just Halo that piano. You. Yeah. Settle down that shit. Right. Yes. Okay. I was listening to this, so I was like shopping in Zara and I was like singing along, doing that. And I was like, oh, yeah, this lines right up. I can see your halo. <laughs> the same song. I mean, I don't know if like if that's her stealing or if that's just like music industry stealing too. To you me, know, it like, sounds like an artist that doesn't know her voice very well being like, well, I like this music. I'm going to make songs that sound like that. Right. Especially if you're. You're saying there's a reggae song and a doo-wop song. I'm like, do you not know what music is? This isn't how you do this. You can just go one of these, one of those, and I'm good. Like, <laughs> who are you as an artist? Yeah, and she's uh, she's very adamant about how um, intense this album was for her to make. I Intensely think in, personal. Yeah, well, which everyone says, but in one like video she, she was like, vein. I turned my skin inside out for this album. Oh my god! And it and she had taken a year off after her previous album because of all the pressure. And her, that's so like a took a year off that's not even that much time yeah and then like came back and was like I wanted to say things that are extremely me and you can debate whether she accomplished that but that was her intent and she's 28 like she's semi young you know well, as of recording she's, she's 27 age. I believe oh 27 yeah. okay 
She's a listen, and there's a difference between people born in the '90s and born in the '80s. There's certain maturities that maybe she's like have... what, like '91? <laughs> yeah, she's '91. Um, I'm just saying, it's distinct. Yeah, I I will say like it doesn't bother me. Uh-huh. Like I like it, and I like that style of singing. For to me, so to me, I'm like yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Like if you can kind of do an approximate, and this is probably a comfortable range for her. Like it makes sense that she would sing in this style in 2018 or whatever. Yeah. But I can also see the fact of being like, you just ripped someone's whole style <laughs> and like used it for your music. Well, and there's a few, you know what? Actually, I have this audio clip. I'll just play it right now. We take you to a meeting with Lauren Daigle and her manager before the album comes out. <clears throat> so Lauren, we all know you sound a little bit like Adele. Uh, why don't we kind of go away from that on the next album? Do something a little smaller, a little more personal. Nah, I want to lean into it. <laughs> okay, well, how about for the album cover? You know, Adele does black and white photos of just oh her face God. on it. Maybe we don't do that. Maybe we do something, you know, you with the band or you outside in Nashville. Now nah, I'll make it black and white and just my face. Okay, uh, well, what you definitely don't want to do is culturally appropriate, like, African headwear Jesus. of any sort. Uh, on the, Especially if some, like, low-key white girl reggae songs on the mm-hmm. album. Uh, so maybe you just show your hair, you put a ponytail, see you in the <laughs> studio. No, 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 I want, I want to wear the African headdress. Okay, well, uh, well, I give up. <laughs> I'm going to you know fire myself. <laughs> You're pretty enough, we'll still make a killing. Yeah, she is pretty. First thing I did when I saw that album cover was Google if she was black. Uh, First thing. And then when I found out yeah. she wasn't, I was like, nah, I actually hate her. <laughs> well, and I, and I think this is, uh, this is an important conversation because I think it's, it's an interesting line. I'd be curious as to your perspective on it. Generally, as a musician, Miel, mm-hmm. about the line between appreciation mm-hmm. and appropriation. And before we dive into that, I'm just going to play a little bit of a song called Your Wings, which is a little musically distinct. It's kind of, I, I have a way to describe it uh, once we get into the verse. Let's just listen to it for a second. so to me i think taking it all in total and especially stuff she posts on Instagram sometimes. This kind of sounds like um, like the white girl you know going on mission trip and coming back yes. with cornrows. I was gonna yes. say it's exactly like that. Like yes. I think she and I think she had spent time doing missions work like significantly. Oh, and to me, honey. yeah, she's like someone who spent a lot of time maybe in Africa and like really loved it and like loved the style and really loved the people mm-hmm. and only refers to periods of time as seasons. Um, <laughs> and kind of came back with a funky look or something like that. or just kind of this like I've known I think I know this kind of like bohemian Christian girl Ugh. well what, that, is, what is this called of mine I'm holding up a, <laughs> but it's, it's also kind up of a like picture a of new Lauren. agey look too you know like it's a lot um, 
I just don't think you can wear like a head wrap and big old fucking earrings and not notice that you are appropriating. So musically, what is the line, do you think? Like Christian artist, secular, whatever. Like just in music, how do you define the distinction between like appreciation and appropriation? Whereas like using a musical style and genre where you're appreciating it, but not appropriating it where you're like... You know, for example, a white rapper using the N-word or something where it's like, clearly this is over well, the line. that's not appropriating. It's just offensive. Right, it's just offensive. <laughs> yeah. But, but even just like musically, stylistically appropriating. I, I feel like we're also not the ones yeah. to say. I don't feel qualified for that because music is such a shared language. But at the same time, like white people rapping kind of need to know their place of it. I think like, okay, this is <laughs> by far the most controversial thing I'll say on this podcast. Whoa. Iggy Azalea did it wrong. Macklemore did it right. <laughs> I, I actually there is I'm, a way I'm good I think, with that. That's where a good you're take. boosting people that haven't been given the privileges that you have when you did their music style, but you were white, mm-hmm. and respecting it and knowing your place and staying in your fucking lane and being self-effacing about that, as opposed to continually running away from people calling you out or whatever. I feel like maybe that's the only thing you can do. Because yeah. I don't totally know that you can tell like a white artist, oh, you can't do blues music. You know what I mean? Like, right. And, and we're I don't, all doing country. You right. know, like yes. that's then that's, white people just continue only... making terrible music forever. <laughs> we're like, all Taylor Swift. Rock and roll was just R and B sped up. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So it's yeah. all basically like if you cut out white people doing black people music, there's no white music. Left. Right. Because there's no gospel <laughs> Which music. Is there's no the world I would like. <laughs> what the I hell? mean, again, I feel like we're not the ones to say this isn't our right our thing to define. But I guess just as a listener and a consumer, when does it start to feel icky to you? Oh, uh, when you wear a head wrap on your album cover, it feels pretty bad. <laughs> well, that's what—that's the thing where I'm like, if it—if it was something where the imagery accompanying the album rollout was uh, different, yeah. or it's just like, hey, y'all, here's my band, you know. Also, she sings with a fake accent. I'm sorry, but if she's a southern accent, like you guys were saying, that's not what she's singing with. She's not sounding like Dolly Parton. She's trying to sing exactly with a British accent, like Amy Winehouse and Adele had a baby. Uh, that's what she's trying the to one sound that like. Sounded the most like. Oh, what if Adele was Christian, was um, Rebel Heart? (laughs) Oh, interesting. Okay, let's play a little bit of Rebel Heart. But I really liked uh, the jazziness of this song. Gets me. Rebel Heart is yours. Uh Oh, yeah, there's there's some good chords in here. Lord, I offer up this Rebel Heart. This... This rebel hot is Something happens where you start whistling your s's, I think. Yeah, I know. I don't want to fight you anymore. So take this rebel heart and make it yours. Cool chord changes. Yum. This is one of my favorites on the album. Because it reminds me of Adele, but I'm not just like, you're just doing a... This, An Adele is, copy. this is your SNL reel. Listen, if she sang this differently, I actually think this could be a good song. Yeah. It's still the voice is going to drive me nuts. Spill. Yeah, or spill. Yeah. Heart. Heart. Yeah, the bones of this song are solid. It's not um, 
It's not a, a boring worship song, and the arrangement isn't an Adele knock. But you're right in that the voice does contextualize it as, oh, just kidding, I'm still Adele, y'all. <laughs> yeah. um, I was going to say, oh, I thought that she sounded like Sia in Losing My Religion. I, I was, love that R.E.M. song. <laughs> I was annoyed with this song because I was kind of hoping, like, it would be a little controversial, but instead it, it's like, Kind of a common Christian thing of like, it's not a religion, it's a relationship. It's oh, okay. Spiritual. I'm not doing box checking Christianity like I'm a spiritual Christian yes. or something like that, which is cool and like you should be, but also thematically, I will say, and, and I think this is what's striking about it from like a commercial perspective. There's not a single song on here where it's like, well, maybe this is about a guy. Yeah. No. It's so it's like explicitly yeah. me and the Lord. Specifically God. Or if it was a guy, you're in an insane relationship <laughs> with him. Like, yeah, she, you toxic say I'm good. <laughs> There's very a, she does like a run on this yes. at some point. So yeah. I traded all to meet you here. Musical Garcia. The frustrating thing is, I think the reason I get so mad about this is that she clearly has a good voice. She's very talented. Yeah, she has a great voice. Yeah, she does Just a cool voice. Find your own singing style. Well, yeah. did you guys know? I mean, she's multi talented because, in addition to being a singer and kind of a songwriter, she has co writing songwriting credits on most of these songs. She also does impressions and voices. Stop. <laughs> Stop. Don't do this. Like what? Well, if you go to her Instagram account, she does funny things like... You know where I am. Back at Dawn's. I made it to Lafayette, and I had to stop and get my cracklings. Uh-huh. Happy Mardi Gras, y'all. Who's that supposed to be an impression of? Uh, I don't know. (laughs) It says, cracklings ain't messing around. That's the caption. That was from... February 2016. <laughs> yeah, you'd think a PR person would do a sweep on that. <laughs> Just gotta clear some stuff. food on the earth for us to eat and devour. Oh my gosh, happy Thanksgiving. I'm so excited about my bagel with salmon because it's good. Is she doing Miranda good Sings you. too? It feels a bit like it. Yeah. And this is why the Lord... I don't know. I don't is know. That, I mean, is that her real fine. accent? Like, that's, no. No, but no, no, she no. does have a southern accent. That's her funny. It's just like, a, you know, when you're I a mean, public figure. It just doesn't sound... It sounds Don't like she's dealing. imitating black people to me. Yeah, that's well, almost like that. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, for this episode, I was hunting down because I did follow her for a long time on Instagram because I liked some of the, her Christmas albums. So I was like, oh, I'll follow her. She seems to be big. Why not? Mm-hmm. And then her Insta stories were mostly kind of like what Miel said kind of a black person voice yeah or i'll I'll say i don't think she's doing that she doesn't realize that she thinks it's funny because she's white i think it's an aquafina thing where it's like aquafina is doing miley cyrus doing black culture but because it's three degrees removed it's like no it's just how we talk or whatever (laughs) it is but but yeah i think that all as a total picture. Yeah, my spidey senses are tingling. <laughs> <laughs> it's not making me feel great. And man, not to drag this girl we all no, just again, met. No, again, she's musically. got a great voice. Yes. I just, I don't know that, I don't think she's it for me. You're the saint it, Chief. Well, well how about, you maybe you'll get turned around on this song, Look Up, Child, the title track. Day. 
Now, which Adele song is this? I have a guess. We both know we ain't kids no more. If you're ready, and I'm ready. Interesting. Well, I mean, like, Christians must be psyched to have one. I can't We're tell. We're always psyched to have I one. Can't. <laughs> one life. Love it. <laughs> someone that sounds like someone we want to like. I mean, I don't think it's a contribution to music, but it sounds like a contribution to Christian music. <laughs> if you make the pool yeah, much maybe, smaller. Yeah, maybe. That's why I like it so I get, much. I, but but I, am, I am baffled by part of it. So... Chris DeVille from Stereogum, who I quoted with all the figures. and A great and, article. And I actually really loved thing. it. I feel like it kind of distilled a lot of the things I was thinking about her. There's an article on Stereogum called, Lauren Daigle is Christian Adele. <laughs> like, that's the headline of it. <laughs> Calling it out. And he, like, he's a pretty good music writer. And uh, he says near the end, it's hard to know what Daigle's goal is. For artists who become so popular in the Christian music scene that people outside it start to learn their names, the question of mainstream crossover always lingers, like we were talking about. Many, such as the rapper NF, pivot from Christian music by rebranding as a Christian who makes music. Mm-hmm. Others pointedly reject the idea of becoming secular stars, like Mercy Me, who opted not to leap at the chance to become the next creed because we're called to be worship leaders. That was the quote from them. Mm-hmm. Look Up Chad could easily be a case of Daigle opening herself up to an audience beyond the faithful, but it also never strays from the core theological beliefs. There's no baby baby here, the Amy Grant single. There's no song that leaves you wondering whether it's addressed to Jesus or a romantic partner. Thematically, it's all decisively Christian. Sonically, it's just varied and sophisticated enough to transcend that world. Daigle, who has talked about rejecting checklist-based religion for something more personal, may have applied the same logic to her music. Maybe she just made the album she wanted to make, a traditionalist album in the broader sense, but one that bucks some of the traditions that previously constrained her. If so, all I can say is amen. I think he's being a little charitable in terms of talking about the sound and stuff, but mm. but I feel like that's a pretty good summation of like, yeah, what I don't know what you're trying to do. That's yeah. the read I'm getting is that there's a lack of authenticity here. And for a PR campaign that's so like you know, that last time I made, it was just all like sonic sense and bleeps right. and bloops. And this is the real me. We wanted to yeah. do it with a real band. Because like, correct me if I'm wrong, but I imagine if I was Christian, I get pretty tired of hearing the same metaphors and the same like rhymes and the same, uh, you know what I mean? I'd want something that felt personal about their relationship with God. And from what I've just heard, that all sounds super cliche. Well, she, uh, she talked about this too. I don't know if you saw this quote. I think this is to the Christian Post. She was talking about this. And she said, my music is having cr- crossover appeal but it doesn't mean that I'm leaving one for the other or that I'm going to be swept up by one thing or the other. For me, it's like, oh, everything just got even more clear. Everything just got clearer as to why it is that we go and love people who are outside the walls Mm. of our church, outside of the walls that we're comfortable with. Dale continued. So it's kind of like, what does that mean? I'm not crossing over, but like if I'm getting outside of Christian circles, that's good. That's like the great commission or whatever. And I don't think she's being dishonest. That's the thing. Like, I don't think she's trying to be a PR sleazeball or something. I think that's no. how she feels. No, I don't think she's trying to be a sleazeball. No. I just think it's like, 
I wonder this about any young person in a huge music industry or like film, like how much of you, how much of your blood and your soul is in any of this and how much of this are you playing the part of the cog in the machinery that gets you to 113,000 albums sold in your first sure, week. Sure, sure. 113 CDs. 113 <laughs> half CDs. Amazing. <laughs> I mean, truly an achievement. <laughs> 12 vinyls, two eight. Yeah, it, it's just, to me, the, the inauthenticity isn't that she's like a hack or anything. It's just from a musical standpoint. I, that's just the thing that I can't Yeah, handle. like you're just, you're songwriting like someone else. Yeah. Even like, if you are convinced it's yours. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and then lyrically, she's not changing my mind because it doesn't sound personal either. Like everything yeah, she's saying, it's even still pretty like generally Christian, yeah, like yeah. being a secular non-Christian person, I can recognize this as Christian music. I don't know that that's a great thing. Yeah. Cause what that means is you're like treading on tired ground. Like yeah. we know <laughs> maybe, yeah, not, maybe, maybe wrong. Yeah. I don't no, know. I think no, that's no, a good no. point. Yeah. No, to sonically that you can immediately identify it is not, uh, I mean, for some people, I think it's a feature, people, but some not, people want that. Yeah. But They're I think like, for people who love music, it's not like the right. best. That's like, why like ooh, having yeah. a music snob on is like not the best. No, <laughs> I'm so sorry. This to is come literally why I wanted okay. you to have uh, yeah. to have you on the show. It <laughs> truly is. No, no jokes. Yeah, no, because it does help inform. There's a lot of, uh, and speaking of like the thematics and lyrics of of the album, there's a lot of "I'm bad, but you're so good" songs. That's um, that's a good love chunk like of this. Them. I feel like is a perfect one. Love like this. and if you try you can perfectly fit in the lyrics i am a piece of shit shit (laughs) (laughs) oh this sounds like this sounds like 12 worship songs i've heard before when i'm bad you're good and I'm running to your arms i'm running to your arms Where's the piece of shit? I am a big, stinky piece of shit. Wait, this is another song. <laughs> that melody I recognize. I'll have to get back to it. I, I, it is something else. It's something else. Even in the same key, I think. Oh, man. I'll let you know later. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. But yeah, uh, in, in the song, for example, Everything, she says, you give me everything. 21 times in the song. That's 21? Yeah, and I think um, you could read this song two ways, too. You could read it as someone who is thinking that they're unworthy of love or someone who is commenting on how generally we feel like we're unworthy of something if if we are bad and like someone is giving us something good. So you can read it both ways, too. And it's like, oh, this is profound for us to say, like, I do deserve it. But I would just love a Christian song someday that would be like, I deserve to be loved. I'm good. Uh, people like me. <laughs> you know, Some I'm self-worth. nice sometimes. Yeah, like just something like that. Because yeah, so many worship single. songs are all about like this wretched feeling. And I, I harp on this so often, but it like just gets clearer and clearer to me the more I hear Christian songs. It's like, what a theme this is. Yeah. You I have want- to hate yourself to find God. You kind of just, yeah, you yeah. have to like mush yourself down into the dirt in order to have the full 
revelation of the love of God. And I don't think that's necessary. It's like condoning self-loathing. It is. Yeah. yeah. But also, but you're supposed to feel uh, the best sense of self-worth because your identity is in Christ and he's chosen you and you're his daughter. Huh. But that doesn't seem like it very, should be necessary. It's not compatible. Yeah. yeah, yeah. To be like, I am both a princess and also like a piece a of shit. Piece of shit. <laughs> literally. And like, you go to the original Paul, he says that. So like, that also like, for me, starts to cross into why I don't like organized religion. Because I'm sure, like, yeah. no, you're, you're, if you I like this thing. I must be made small yes. in order for it to work or to feel truly worshipful or something. Right. Yeah. And there's, there's a line in maybe you say or one of the songs where it's like, my identity, all of my everything is yes, in you. Yes, yes. I don't think that's healthy. Well, and, and it does beg the and question, like what do you think Meow's identity is? <laughs> what do you think your friend Nothing. at work's identity is? Like, <laughs> yeah. oh, they're so lost yeah. and they don't know what's know. going on in the world like it's such a bad way to live to yeah. me that sounds like a drug addict <laughs> no it, it, I mean truly like if you think about uh, your relationship with God as a relationship like that right. would be a codependent unhealthy that's what relationship. I'm saying it's toxic <laughs> yes, to say like I'm so crappy it's amazing you're with me like, that's a bad date what a power <laughs> dynamic guys in 2018 we need to cut toxic gods out of our life <laughs> In my perception of religion, like if you subscribe to it, it's because it enriches your life, not because it is your whole life. Does that make sense? Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. That it should. It like informs things or gives meaning to things. It's, yeah. It's what I would choose over like, this is all I have. And I, I, everything must be filtered through a certain spiritual yes. lens in order to be good or meaningful or purposeful in my life. This might be like too off topic. Feel free to tell me to stop no, talking. No, you good, girl. There's two instances in my life where religion has freaked me out so much and sure. they both were because I met people who were so broken because of God, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. Yeah. One was my ex's mom who disowned him because he stopped going to church and would write him letters saying she's so disappointed he won't be there, um, like, post-rapture. And oh. just, she was, like, resigned to die. She's like, any minute now he's gonna take me. And I'm like, whoa, you're <laughs> tragic. spending your whole life like this? Yeah, and then another so girl scared. I went to Guatemala with when we were 18, and she was super, super religious and, like, would literally stay up at night crying, scared that, like, God didn't love her anymore. And I'm like, oh, oh my God, man. this is ruining your life. Like, that's what I'm saying. If you make it your whole thing, like you are a person also. And right. then God is like your guidance counselor. <laughs> <laughs> or like your best he friend. He wants you to Ted. graduate on time. <laughs> <laughs> From Earth? Yeah. That's what death is. The great graduation. And Miel will be there clapping all the way. Da, 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 da. Yeah. I know. And I think that's where I'm at right now. Like I'm trying to find a way where like, the theology is both good and also I'm a good thing yes, that happens. You don't on have Earth. to be And like, not simply because God loves me, but because I have innate value. You know well, and you're a good person. Yeah. And like, like you're I kind. Do some, some you put out things. snacks. That's cr- I've never had a podcast of shit don't put snacks. out snacks. <laughs> Only good girls do. Caroline cries. She breaks down. Right. <laughs> it's a huge pet peeve of mine, honestly. And like, again, maybe this is unrelatable, but like when people win awards and they immediately thank God and I'm like, I mean, you should thank God because obviously you believe he helped you or she helped you, but hey, to, di- to discredit yourself yes. to say that God did this, I'm kind of like, Give like, yourself some credit. You worked really hard. Right, and you're that, doing some weird mental blockage if like you didn't 
think you put any like right muscle into and also this you're and so this. arrogant to think that like entirely god did this he just focused all their energy <laughs> on like, you i really really wanted you know rihanna to get yeah. this Grammy. god made me win this oscar y'all yeah, god was working overtime to get jennifer hudson that best supporting <laughs> the first thing she said was look what god can do god is like sweating He's okay like, i gotta get her agent uh, on the phone uh, you're oh we did it narcissist. all right god's taking a nap i don't know but i also don't want to go fully into like god right, doesn't right, care right. about anything right, I right, do, right, right. you know so yeah, don't hang is... off me too long. <laughs> but you know what? I think I th- something we haven't really talked about on the show before. And believe me, the list is getting shorter each episode. But something we haven't talked about on the show is how we should be thanking God for this show. Every every minute every of every damn day. I was gonna say that oftentimes when all the gatekeepers of what we understand to be modern theology, and especially as ex- as is expressed in worship music and the style that she's so conversant in, mm. are male. Yeah, I think there's something specifically, if I may Patriarchal. overgeneralize, like there's something specifically male about the like, yes, I'm a piece of shit, and just like Absolutely. beating your chest about what a wretch you are. Whereas like men kind of like putting that on because it gives, I'll just speak for myself, Men kind of like putting that on because it gives a little bit of drama and anguish and angst and arc to their like spiritual journeys. Whereas women, I would assume, feel it more every day and have to combat a society set up to <laughs> attack. Them. Yeah, I feel like we're fighting more to like be like, you are okay. Yes, like, you did yeah. enough today. And no, like, like cis straight white dudes like think it's like gives them complexity to be broken. Sure. <laughs> we yes. all inherently believe us women believe <laughs> we're, broken know we're broken from the jump. <laughs> yeah, there's well, a huge I, disconnect. Well, and beyond even just men, I feel like anyone that feels self-critical for a moment, you get to imagine you're a more principled person right yeah. because you're like well at least i know this is bad that i did this. so that makes me good yeah progressive moment. sanctification is like bit. the idea of like oh, i'm so alive now in a way that i wasn't yeah. a week ago yeah. a year ago just do drugs already <laughs> well we are gonna when we have greg back on the show we're gonna take mushrooms <gasps> and listen to dc talk that's right are you really gonna straight. do it we should very scared wait have you okay this is probably too off topic have no. you guys done mushrooms no no have you Oh, okay. Uh, did I say I'm an atheist earlier? You got <laughs> Obviously, I've done All drugs. atheists yeah. have done mushrooms. Yes, of course we have. Yeah, you guys are you guys are mm-hmm. crazy. But I've heard a lot of my friends that have done mushrooms that are like vaguely religious-y, like having experience with God while on them. Ah, that's what Greg said. Like yeah, it clarified some of. things that are... <laughs> <laughs> you'll meet him and he's like boring. Yeah, well, uh, or she, bitch. Or, or it. she. Or, or non-binary. Or yes, yeah. you're right. I, I affirm that. I do agree. Okay, I want to uh, finally play the end track, the cover of Turn Your Eyes Upon Jesus. I didn't care for this. I'm sorry, I should have waited to get that. No. <laughs> I appreciate I'm rubbing off on you. <laughs> I hate no, this. I mean, I like the rest of this one. I was just like, come on. No thanks. Wait, my eyes are blurring. Is that Lauren Daigle or... Lauren Hill. Stop. <laughs> My eyes are blurry. Joss Stone on steroids. Yes. Some of you may recognize this is an old hymn she's doing a cover. Yeah, this is at least 20 years old. Of this. Mm. (laughs) 
20 uh, to 30 years old. One of my uh, favorites on this is uh, Rescue. I like this one. Did we play this yet? Rescue me! <laughs> or it'd be Rescue me. What's rescue it? me. <laughs> this is there it is. Rescue me. You are not hidden. Rescue me. Now she sounds like a worship leader here. There's never been a moment you were forgotten. You are not hopeless. You are not hopeless. I feel like I'm joining Scientology listening to this song. <laughs> well, I have some brochures to pass you away, Neil. Are we going clear? <laughs> Finally. Let's go clear. Now's the year to go clear. I hear she plays piano. I hope she does. A lot of piano on this. Oh, this is this is a classic form in Christian music. This is a song written from God's perspective. Isn't that a little bit like presumptuous? Yeah, I could have played God in this song. <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes I think when it's done well, it's an interesting narrative device. Uh-huh. When it's not done yeah, well to or clunkily, God a little bit. Yeah. I Well, shall we get to our final thoughts on Lauren Daigle's album, Look Up Child? And by the way, what what voice do you think she used when she told people her new album title? What silly voice look do you think? Look up, child. I always thought, look up, child, okay? She did her speaking voice, which is this. I made an album, it's called Look Up, Child. <laughs> <laughs> Caroline look always up, going with the most adventurous take. <laughs> <laughs> So the way this works, Meow, is we're going to give Lauren Daigle's album a thumbs up or a thumbs down. (laughs) Or a space between. Thumbs up, we give her a holy toast. We send this album all the way to heaven. Heaven Or holy roast, that's a thumbs down. We send this album to hell. Or if we're, if we're not sure, not quite this, not quite that, and we want to send it to purgatory, we take it to... Ready for number three? <laughs> oh, my God. Wait, Dave Matthews Band isn't Christian, right? Not yet. <laughs> not if we have our way. <laughs> Dave. Dave's coming on the show next month. <laughs> I'll repent for all the pulpit. <laughs> so, sorry, that, I've just played a clip from our upcoming episode. Oh, Caroline, we'll start with you. Oh, okay. Well, um... You almost changed my mind because I think you have you have a good point too, and I think I think it's very valid. And you're, I don't think you're being like over negative or over critical or anything. Oh, thank you. Uh, but that said, I love this album, and I I just really enjoyed listening to it. And it was like surprising hey. from song one to be like, oh, okay. Like yeah. I would I would listen to this casually, whereas most of them it's kind of like okay, as an from an academic standpoint, like what is this <laughs> saying or whatever. And this felt a little bit more like I could just enjoy it. Yeah. Um, what Caroline's saying is this show feels like work, but this. This one felt like play. Yeah, this one was just this was fun. This was vacation for me. <laughs> Feel like a piece of shit on vacation. I love it. <laughs> it's floating out there. Uh, so yeah. So I again like. Of course, there are some things that are not great. I don't like all the self-deprecation. I don't love just straight up stealing Adele's voice. <laughs> but hey, it's a beautiful voice, and she's you really talented. And um, I, w- I wish her the best. I hope she goes she continues to be very successful and stops wearing turbans. I wish her the best. 
<laughs> wait, so wait, does that mean thumbs up? A that's, holy a ha- toast? that's a holy toast. Sorry. Oh, okay, yes. we mm-hmm. turn to Mia. Go ahead. I mean, hell feels dramatic. Hey, it's thumbs up for down. I mean, uh, sorry, that's just how things go. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you've read the Bible. The truth. <laughs> I feel like I feel like this girl has a lot of potential. I think she needs to explore themes outside of God all the time. I think that mm. she's actually maybe giving Christian artists a bad rap by writing Whoa. about the same thing every damn song. Because yeah. there's so many ways you can write about God that aren't so obvious. And yeah. also, you could like not Ursula Adele. That'd be so great. <laughs> um, and get me you're a- saying she's a poor unfortunate soul for doing that <laughs> right i think that's under purgatory <laughs> space between that's fair yeah yeah because i think she, i think she means well i just think she's got some bad ideas <laughs> i, I wonder let's good. let's listen i just want to listen to a second of this have yourself a merry little christmas this is sounds like that girl that came out at the same time as adele duffy duffy <laughs> You're begging me for Jesus. Oh, Duffy. <laughs> oh, my God. You oh, yeah. I like Duffy. Take it to the bridge. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, Space Between from Miel. Well, I've been dying to talk about this album for like two weeks. <laughs> yeah, you texted me. Uh, I think there's like a million things we could say about this album. Oh, I don't even remember saying that. Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. Because there's so many things to say. And I could say them. But you know what? Oh my god. I think my thoughts go a little more something like this. There's a singer, sounds just like a devil. <laughs> but instead the guy she's singing about, the one that saves from hell. <laughs> Finally, Christian music has a husky voice it lacked. Scared white folks can't listen to cause she is not black. Oh my god. See Kevin. how vocally this girl's a heavy weight. But there's not a culture she will not appropriate. Oh my god. There's a singer, sounds just like Adele. Instead of guy, she sing about the one that saves from hell. God. The scars of Jesus, <laughs> she sings about to god. please us. They keep me thinking these songs are not good at all. <laughs> the scars of Jesus, she sings about to please us. They keep me thinking this music sucks some balls. <laughs> the lyrics are not deep. But this album's not for me. Holy roast. Oh my god. I can tell you and Demi used to do a podcast together. I don't know who knocked off on who. Welcome to Kevin's audition for Punch of the Jam. (laughs) I've been begging to be on for 50 episodes. No. Holy oh, roast. Fun. Really? I was so total holy roast? Yeah. Not a fan at all. No. Wow. I was not expecting that from you. Knowing you either. personally, like you're such a nice guy. I can't believe you're so brutal. <laughs> you're such a dick. <laughs> hey, and I love this it. This is the new me. Kevin, come to the dark side. Yeah, I we love can it. Sponsor a freeway. Let's do shrines in the forest, man. <laughs> we got your face. <laughs> Listen, I was so excited to check this album out. I liked her voice before, and I was so Disappointed. You mean disappointed? I was so disappointed. I was disappointed (laughs) that we are doing that 
Christian music is still playing the same game in 2018 that DC Talk played when they made Jesus Freak rip off of Nirvana's Smells Like Teen Spirit in 94, mm-hmm. that DeGarmo and Key did ripping off literally every song ever in the 80s, that we're still doing this. You deserve better. In 2018. Yeah. And I felt like, yeah, that we do deserve better. Like, you... I always thought that like with the proliferation of the internet and being able to look stuff up that this shit wouldn't go down quite as much. But the fact that like every part of it seemed derivative of something else. And I don't think she's a sleazeball, but I think parts of this are not authentic. It feels for sure musically dishonest. The thematics are like fine, kind of boring, kind of negative, somewhat positive in some places. I actually kind of liked the cover of... uh, The hymn? Yeah. Uh I thought that was good. Like, I was grooving to it. But everything else, uh, I guess Rebel Heart, I liked a little bit. But man, it really made me feel empty after listening to it. Because I'm like, I don't think... There's no authenticity. You say your blood is in it, but I don't see it. And Mm -mm. I certainly don't hear it. That being said, if Lauren, you ever want to come on this show... (laughs) We'd be happy to oh host my you. Gosh. And, you know, if you ever want to go to coffee sometime, you can just be his friend or can just be, you know, it's whatever. Are like, you trying to date her? <laughs> trying to date this gal? <laughs> I hope you like wearing earrings, Kevin, because it's hey! the kind of guy you're going to be now. I can't. You know how I said to you that there's certain triggers on dates where I'm like, I'm, I'm, this was a mistake. I imagine Lauren Daigle rolling up to the, you know, whatever the local place is. And I'm sitting down, starting to talk about movies. And she goes, yeah, Wakanda forever, y'all. <laughs> I'm like, maybe it's time to go home. I think she'd more try to convince you to get dreadlocks. That feels... I'm enjoying thinking of you, yeah, in dreadlocks and maybe like a fringed vest. Yeah, you're Uh, like, you make uh, macrame like necklaces now. And I just listened to Graceland nonstop on repeat. Like, I think Paul Simon gave all those guys a fair shot. Oh my God. Uh, So anyway, yeah, holy roast. Lauren, girl, I'm with Miel. You can do better. You got the goods, but you got to get... You need, you don't need these nonsense bullshit guys telling you to do this and do that you sound and feel like a cog you need it feels like a christian money grab yes and it it feels like you need uh whatever the equivalent would be of a rick rubin or Mm -hmm. a jack antonoff to bring out the you that's there yeah what is the personal you who is the true lauren daigle because i'm not hearing it or feeling it from this so holy roast from me well the truth for me is actually an african folk song (laughs) no 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 no. (laughs) she's like i want to do i was that's what i really wanted to do (laughs) hey y'all black people are my spirit animal oh gosh that's so layered oh god it's hard to unpack it but we're not the final word on this you're the final word dear listeners so you can go to at christian fun pod give this album a holy roast a holy toaster a space between so get out there and Pokemon go to the polls. Oh my god. That didn't need to be made. <laughs> it didn't need to be made, but we deserved it. To but be we made. deserved it. We did. Uh, now it's time to bring it on down. Bring it down to a different space. Is this explosions in the sky? That's explosions in your heart. I like this. <laughs> oh no. You gotta get that checked. No, 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 no. In a metaphorical way. That's, it's a blood clot. I'm having an aneurysm. That's not good. Miel on other shows, on other podcasts that you may have done, you, you know, you might plug your own stuff or promote yourself <laughs> or lift, or, you know, talk about your social media handles. We don't do that on this show. Ooh, that's vanity. the way of man. That's, that's vanity. That's pride. Mm-hmm. That's the folly of our flesh. 
We're here to lift those things up as a lovely, humble sacrifice to our one true Lord, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Hard pass. <laughs> no shrines in the forest for you. Hard pass. So Caroline, we start with you. What do you want to lift up? Um, you can humble me at Caroline's Farts on Instagram and Twitter. This I was going to lift up anyway, but it's very pertinent for this episode. Uh, there's a book that I have not finished, but I've gotten quarter into it's called self-compassion by Kristen neff uh she is a researcher and she's like the expert on self-compassion which as opposed to like um self-esteem is like just caring for yourself and um acknowledging both the good and bad and like being your own um comforter in some way uh it's really powerful and it really changed a lot of my inner monologue if you have a tough time being critical with yourself or others i recommend giving it a read it's a great book that sounds awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you, Caroline. You're welcome. But you said that Caroline's farts, right? Yeah, I did. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. I knew it. <laughs> True friends fart at the same time. That's right. <laughs> Miel, we turn to you. What do you want to lift up? You can find me at Miel, M-I-E-L, or Miel Monster on everything. Um, at Miel. At Miel. You can listen to Punch of the Jam. If you like me roasting this poor woman <laughs> the last four or five hours, <laughs> how long has it been? I mean, that- the jam is great. It's you kind of uh, do what we should do with Lauren Dago, which is improve <laughs> upon whatever song That's you're talking about. Yeah, you have to be constructive criticism. Yes, and you put in the effort. It's literally <laughs> constructive. It's a yeah. great podcast. It's a phenomenal format, and your co-host name is Deb- D- Demi. Darby. Demi, I believe. Demi, okay. yes. Demi, it did. I would love to have you on soon. Get a great reunion tour going. Oh, sure. Yes. (laughs) It's just that Demi hates you so much. He won't let me. Oh, no. Yeah. Feel the tension of two ex-husbands in the room together, (laughs) finally. They still kiss sometimes. (laughs) Um, I would love to shout out a book that I periodically reread. And um, I just find it to be so... I don't know. Maybe inspirational is too strong of a word. But I just love this woman so much. It's Patti Smith. Um, Horses? (laughs) <laughs> the song Horses. Yeah. The book Just Kids. It's a memoir of her time in New York in like the late 60s, early 70s with Robert Maplethorpe. And I don't know if you've ever felt like you're struggling as an artist to kind of find your way. I just feel like she does it in such, I guess, with grace. I don't know how else to describe it. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, she's an elegant little poet. She really is. Yeah. She's like a Renaissance woman. I, I saw her one time her. on accident at Amoeba Records. <gasps> What was she buying? No, she was playing on the stage. <gasps> By accident? Yeah. Oh, her performances. She tripped and started playing. <laughs> They're so spiritual, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to see her open for Bon Iver, which was crazy she opened. That didn't make sense. But she screamed, we are fucking free. And lightning struck right at that moment. Whoa. <laughs> right. That's like the chills. closest to God I've ever come. <laughs> hey. That's great. Just Highly recommend kids. it. Just kids. Because the book belongs to readers. <laughs> Is this a Christian thing while you're like this? <laughs> Whose fault yeah, is this? Yeah, yeah, it's probably the product <laughs> no, of No, I groups. will not be associated with Is that. that why you're like this? <laughs> this is a lo- it's an ongoing mystery. Once we figure out, we can end the podcast. Like Were you homeschooled like me? What is I was, he was I was homeschooled that's like what, That's why he's like this. Yeah. Okay, I relate to you deeply. Neal and I are starting a spinoff podcast, Homeschooled Like Me. You can check oh, it for out. all three of you guys to listen to? <laughs> Give me a break. There's more homeschool. I bet there's a lot of homeschool well, listeners and mommies. who would love it. Yeah. There's a lot of mommies and daddies Support that would think <laughs> the podcast is really neat. <laughs> <gasps> thank you, Miel. We, uh, thank you, you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. <laughs> you can lift me up at Kevin T. Porter everywhere. I'll plug... 
podcast I've really been enjoying listening to. Uh, in addition to Punch Up the Jam, two other music podcasts I love, the On Shuffle podcast on the Ringer Network and the New York Times Pop cast with John Caramonica and all those folks. I feel like I've become good, smarter with music stuff by listening to those. I, li- I think they, yeah, they're fun, they're light, they're good for music stuff. So maybe a nice chaser for the fun of pop, uh, pop, uh, Punch Up the Jam. <laughs> that's all folks (laughs) and you can lift us up at Christian Fun Pod on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and leave us a review on iTunes slash Apple Podcast for every review you leave we will donate a dollar to a charity this one's charity is Rain and you can catch another weekly dose of Good Christian Fun every Friday patreon.com slash Good Christian Fun you can sign up for our second service there Miel thank you so much for joining us on the show thank you guys for having me this was so fun very brave of you Hey, thanks for coming out of the woods for a little bit. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank so you for kind. bringing us these like sticks of offering to us yeah. as a nice gift. We'll have something to do with those. <laughs> and there's nothing left to say except for in all of Pot's people said, Amen. Oh, wow. All right, what should we go out on from this? Rolling in the deep. <laughs> the actual song. Yeah, I think that's true. We're going out one. with Rolling in the Deep, the Aretha version. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> I think this is so funny. Why Rest so in peace, auto-tune? Queen of Soul. She's so auto-tuned. It's wild. What the hell? What if Aretha was also T-Pain? <gasps> we have to get to the chorus, though. She didn't need this. Nope. What? This is really Aretha? Why did they do this to her? Yes, bump me out. Why did you do this? This isn't a lift up. You sent me to hell. Listen to this. Listen to this part. Laugh at this old woman. <laughs> no, I think it's fun. I don't care. That's odd, too. All right, we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Bye bye. Oh, hi, y'all. It's me, Amy Grant, coming to you in the spookiest month of the year, October. You all poop. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, just want to let you know, y'all know, next week on GCF, Kevin and Caroline are talking about, uh, checks notes, uh, God friended me. God, well, that's not spooky at all. What the hell? All right, well, I trust their vision. I trust their guidance. Hopefully, they're going to br- bring the, you know, all the goblins and ghouls, maybe next week or something. I know they've been doing stuff on Second Service where it's like spooky songs or like, you know, uh, they got a few coming up, I think. But I'm a little disappointed if, I, if I'm if i being honest, y'all. But anyway, God Friend and Me, they're going to watch that. Uh, I think they're just watching the pilot. You can find the pilot online. Listen, ain't motherfucking Grant's not going to hold your hand. Okay? Figure it out. Get Hulu, Voodoo, Zazu, Bebo. Watch it there, okay? Amy, mother and great.
over and out. That was a HeadGum Podcast.